The Adonis Audio Experience. Welcome everyone on this beautiful day. You are joined by Jose Manuel and Adonis. Jose, how you doing, brother? Hey, good morning, brother. How are you? Ready for the next show? Excited to have two really good friends of ours, um, Rex and Jarvis, uh, part of our local PD force, some of the finest out there. Um, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Good morning. Happy to be back. Now, Jarvis, man, I got a bone to pick with you, man. Now, <laughs> what's going on with you being uh, Mr. Playoff Whisperer, man? I mean, who do you got next? Because Jose and I, we, 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 we taking the bank to Vegas with whoever you pick next. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to reach on this one. I'm reaching. I'm sticking with Miami. Because they have they have the toughness, they have a chip on their shoulder. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ride that horse to the end, but I'm gonna stick with Denver. I know what happened last night. I'm sticking with Denver over LA. I'm, I'm looking at a Denver Miami final. Wow, that I don't hate. <clears throat> right, that that is wow. Those are that's really good. And you know what? We're gonna get into the thick and the throes of the NBA and sports. But before we go into that, uh, this is a show where we talk about social issues as well that's going on in society. Uh, last night, the the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, at the age of 87. I mean, this was a woman who was a pioneer um, for just uh, women's rights and uh, just, I mean, served the country well as a Supreme Court justice. Um Hey, you guys, I mean, how do you feel about the news last night? Ter- terrible loss, brother. Terrible loss. Um, she inspired generations of women, you know, and it's it's tough. It's it's tough when we lose the great ones because, you know, so often people are forgotten too quickly. But hopefully we remember, you know, all of our efforts from the bench and throughout the years. Uh, you know, she's she's cancer she suffered a f- several bouts of cancer and still persevered and survived through it you know um we have to give our respect to her for all the things she's accomplished in her 27 years on the bench that's amazing yeah i have to i have to agree with him on that one to, so she had no fear to to grow up in the time she grew up in and, and still stand up against all odds and, and speak her truth that's a hell of a an uh, inspiration for not just women for everybody yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, a special woman, you know, the second female Supreme Court justice we had, uh, <clears throat> you know, just so much for, you know, for women's rights like you guys alluded to. And, you know, just, you know, just wanted to affect change. And it actually reminded me, they made a movie about her two years ago. It's great that she got to see it. But, uh, I, and I, haven't got, I haven't got to see it yet, so I'm probably going to see it this week now because hearing about her reminded me, oh, I never got to see it. I love to see those historical movies and. So I'm going to enjoy that in her honor and, you know, just 20, just another another tough loss of 2020. Yeah. You, know, you know, hopefully we're, you know, done losing people. Man, man, we uh, uh, rest in power, as they say. 
And absolutely. Listen, while Jose and I have the opportunity of just having, uh, you know, both of you guys and uh, given your experience and expertise in the world of, of policing and just uh, of justice, I mean, uh, something uh, went on uh, this week with the uh, Breonna Taylor case, uh, you know, Rex Jarvis. I mean, is there anything, some insights that you can give us or any updates on that end? Uh, I'll let age go before beauty on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, a couple of days ago, I believe it was Wednesday, the city of Louisville paid her mother uh, or the family uh, $12 million. You know, there's never enough money to, to bring someone back. And at the same time, there's an omission there that we haven't, I don't know if people have really seen it yet. Because the trial hasn't, if there is, if there even is a trial, it hasn't been adjudicated yet. But yet you're paying out. What does that say? Mm. You know, and if people aren't paying attention, there's an omission there without saying anything yet. Hundred mm. percent. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't just pay out money for the sake of paying out money. You know, there's something there. You know, and and again, rest in power, like you said, Adonis, before to Breonna Taylor. She mm. should still be here, you know, but it, it's there's an omission that mistakes were made and they're trying to clean it up uh, mm. retroactively now. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just going, I mean, there's not much more I could say that he didn't say, but just going off my own experience at multiple police departments and not the current, maybe the former, I'm not going to name it. Um, <laughs> I did see, I did see a lot of payoffs and, it, it usually meant the same thing. So I, I'm, I'm kind of seeing the same trend in this situation. Mm. Right. It, you know, it's, 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 if you, I mean, there's a documentary out there about her. I mean, they don't have all the facts in the documentary yet. There are some omissions of course, uh, because it's not been mm -hmm. completely investigated yet. They're not even com done with, if they're even doing an investigation, it's not complete yet. So uh, we're, we're, we're going to find out eventually why you know some of the things that transpired transpired because it, it just doesn't make sense to from anyone on the outside looking in how you can mm -hmm. you know hold this thing off from since february then finally starting to gain some traction and without doing it a, a complete investigation as far as we know start paying out money but no one's saying anything well the, the other thing that's more interesting with it is the timing of the payment it, exactly. it just happened it just happened to come out at the same time that the the results of the ballistics report yep. came out, mm. which they which they haven't released yet, and they're refusing to release the results. So, yeah. I think I think things are gonna something's coming down the pipe. Mm -hmm. So, it sounds like there's a, a lot of there there, and uh, we're, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we're gonna yeah. continue to monitor that hopefully, and you know, just see what comes out, and you know, we just want. Uh, to be in a society that is improved and uh, where the oppressed have a voice and where we see progression just throughout society. So we're hoping that instances like this become fewer as the nation just continues to progress. And um, moving things along into the sports front and kind of the, the lighter notes of, of what's been keeping our sanity through the pandemic, through uh, just everything that's been going on with the elections coming up and, you know, people staying focused on that. Um, I'm happy to see some NBA ball. 
I'm happy to um, see the series just just having its unpredictability. Um, I know with the the Clippers, a lot of people were expecting them to win uh, the NBA Finals. I actually picked the Clippers to go to the finals. So that's a smack in the face to me. Um, I thought they had what it took. I'm sorry, LeBron James, King James, don't write me off. I need to get you on the podcast soon. So it it was no disrespect to you, believe me. Uh, But I just thought the Clippers had it and, you know, they weren't victorious with their efforts. Guys, I want to pick your brain. I know Jose's got takes on this. Yeah, I mean, the Clippers, what a... What a disaster. Uh, I had them, too. I had them winning the whole thing. I mean, they those, after game four, I mean, who they just absolutely suffocated Denver. I, I thought it was really – I just thought it was over. And, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I don't know, the power of the joker, I guess. I mean, you got to give some credit to Denver, but I, I really – I considered it a choke. I don't just throw that word around. I thought it was a, I thought it was a choke. I think Kawhi is seriously regretting. Maybe should have just stayed in Toronto. You know, when they could have ran it back because I don't know what that team, I don't know where that team goes from here. They're really out yeah. of moves to make. They traded every first round pick until 2035 and you're stuck <laughs> with Paul and you're stuck with Paul George. I don't know. Good luck to you. I don't, I don't, I don't know where they go from here. They're just going to have to run it back. And it was, yeah. it was all bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pump the brakes here. Pump the brakes. <laughs> don't hit the panic button yet. The Clippers definitely let me down. I picked them the same as you, Adonis, to win this whole thing this year. Mm. Um, I think their biggest flaw was the interior. I called that the minute they signed Paul George and Kawhi. I thought everything they did was perfect. But the one, and I I had this conversation with Rex, the one issue they never addressed was that center position. And at that time, Dwight Howard was still available. The rumor was that Dwight Howard actually contacted. He reached out to the Clippers and requested a tryout and wanted to join them prior to even contacting the Lakers. And due to his background and his history as of late, they declined, which I, when I heard that, I always said that was their biggest, if they didn't win this season, that was going to be the reason Mm. because they never addressed that interior. You have a ton of guys on the perimeter and on the wings that are stoppers, flat out stoppers. But if you would have put that man in the middle to anchor the the defense, I think they would have been untouchable. And mm. and to light the end of the end, their demise was a big a big man in the middle that could shoot, pass, do everything. Mm. So I think I think they still have the, what they need for next year. I think this is going to give them that that chip on the shoulder, that that kicking ass, as you could say, that they they might have needed mm-hmm. for next year. I'm still picking them for next year. Paul George, though, I have to say, took a little bit of a hit from me. Kawhi. Still stands heavy, good with me. I'm fine with him. He chilled. He had a bad game, but. Paul George is starting to show a history of a playoff. He, he's starting to become the new Kyle Lowry of the NBA when it comes to the playoff. Hmm. I'm glad he just mentioned Paul George mm-hmm. and Kyle Lowry in the same sentence. Because if you go back to Paul George and his history, he was on a Pacer team where LeBron was in the same. They met a couple times in the playoffs. And does anybody remember anything about those Pacers team besides Paul George and what he did? Mm. There were times when he was there and there are other times when he checked out and he's doing the same thing. Now it's, it's, 
it's following him now. And Jarvis is right. It's just something about the playoffs. Earlier on in the playoff, you know, against uh, Denver, he said he, they were having he was having anxiety and depression. I think from being in the bubble. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that ad- added on top of what was going on with him. But your brother's right. He probably should have Kawhi should have stayed in Toronto because look at what happened to Toronto. It's funny how what happened to Toronto and the Clippers when one guy left. Mm-hmm. Toronto didn't have that guy. Siakam couldn't do it. Right? Kawhi yeah. went to L.A. assuming Paul was going to pick him up, and it didn't happen. You know, on top of the deficiencies in the center, I think there was an article out today where Dwight did go to them to pretty much beg to be on the team, and they are like, wow. no, it's not going to work. So, you know, you... You know, your sins come back to get up to come back to haunt wow. you from time to time. So I think that's what happened to him, you know. And he and, went and to just... the Lakers. He, he went to the Lakers and pretty much told him, I'll play for a non guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. You, True. you can you can cut me for anything. But I'll give me a chance to prove it to you. So and just, look, just, look, look at what he did last night. Just to add on to that, from a competitive standpoint, as a competitor, and I'm I'm I can be as petty as they come. <laughs> it comes to courts and being and on the court. If I'm the GM of the Clippers, I'm gonna sign that man just so the Lakers don't get him. Even if I don't plan on playing him, I'm gonna sign you to sit on my bench so they don't have you. And that and yeah. I don't I I don't understand why they dropped the ball on that. I get Dwight has thrown a, a silly reputation for being immature and everything, but he, it's not like he's getting arrested and he, he's out there causing mayhem. I, yeah. I I think that they made a huge mistake, and I said it when it happened. When he ended up on the Lakers, I was like, that's, that's going to end up coming back to haunt them at some point, and it did. Speaking of yeah. Dwight, Dwight is having just, I mean, a historic night uh, from last night. I mean, we, we move on to the, the Lakers and the Nuggets. You know, right here, I'm just like, everyone's like, oh, man, LeBron got the, the, the easiest path to the, uh, to the finals now. And I'm just like, hold up, you know. Not to make this completely about LeBron just yet, but, you know, it it is about the Lakers and Nuggets. But at the end of the day, I mean, when are we going to give this man some credit? I mean, we literally, you know, look at LeBron going to the finals nine straight years, and then we're like, the East is too weak. He goes to the West. He's got the best team in the West. The West ain't enough. You got the easiest path because Kawhi not there anymore. It's just all these stories... And I look at the Lakers now, and they're a fine-tuned machine because they have LeBron. They have his focus. They also have guys like Rondo that can play with the second unit while LeBron's on the bench, which is a luxury that LeBron just didn't have in other years, which is why this, this Laker team is really hitting their stride right at the perfect time. And I think the Nuggets are a formidable opponent. I think Jokic is the real deal. I think Murray as well, and he should be respected. And Porter, to me, reminds me of almost a, a, a maybe an unrefined version of what Jason Tatum is today. Um, but I think the Lakers are going to win pretty handedly. I want to pick your guys' thoughts on this. Yeah, well, I mean, they handled them pretty easy yesterday. But uh, I'm at least thinking like a six-game series still. I love that Denver team. I love what's coming together there. I hope they build that right. You know, don't do anything crazy, you know, in the trade Porter for something or what. I I, I love the way that team is, is building, is maturing. I, I love Jokic. 
for LeBron, this is going to be the best chance he'll get the rest of his career. They need to win the title this year. It's never going to be any oh, – he's never going to have as clear a shot. Next year, he's a year older. Golden State shows back up. He's going to have a problem in Brooklyn maybe. They, this is this is really it for him to get that fourth ring. They have some really big holes on that team. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're dependent on Coldwell Pope and J.R. Smith a little too much. But – but they have enough with the two of them to win this, to win, uh, to win the championship and to win this series. Even if, I say it probably goes six games. I still think Denver's gonna, you know, Denver's not gonna just get run over here. But uh, but I like the Lakers. Uh, I'm I'm still not sold on the Lakers. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> I'll be the Barkley of the show today. I'll be the Charles Barkley of it. I'm not sold on them. You got you got two guys that pretty much need to average damn near 35 points a game to anchor their team every single night. And then the rest, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, Rondo has Rondo coming back has, has been a little bit of an igniter. Um, but then from there down, there's no consistency. None. Kuzma shows up every other game. J.R. Smith has been a non-factor. Danny Green... I'll only put him in there because of his playoff experience. That's that's a lot to rely on two guys and not know where your, your scoring is coming from there. Um, and as far as last night, let's just remember, Denver, the first game against Clipper, they got beat by damn near 30. Mm-hmm. And they asked Jamal Murray, what's going on? He even said, he said, we just finished a seven-game series, but we're tired. He said, we'll be back. And I, I think that was the same thing last night. They just came out of a seven-game series, a tougher one. A little bit of rest. I think we're going to see a closer game throughout the season. The Lakers did win the series, I think, three to one. But their average win was only it was under five points. And the one time that Denver did beat them, it was over. It was by over twenty five points. Mm. So Denver has the pieces. They have the pieces to beat the Lakers. It's just they got. I, I think their one missing piece is is in that shooting guard, small forward area. They don't have a person that can that can create his own shot and get to the basket. Not, not, not someone that can shoot, but you got to have that guy that can, that can bring it to the rim and put pressure on the defense. Cause right now they're too focused that their big men are the Lakers. Big men are, are too, it's too easy to focus on joking. You need someone that's, that's going to have to pull them out of that paint and open up that middle a little bit for, for other people. Shouldn't that be Porter? That one-on-one. I, I like him. I like him. I, I, he has that young, no fear attitude. It just is he going to be consistent? His defense is his biggest issue, and that's why he's not on the floor as much as he is. If you watch him when he's in, his defense is horrible. Mm. Like, and it's not even a thing of it's not even a thing of for what I see. It's not even a thing of um where he's not a, physically able to defend. It's it's more mental lapses. Like I've seen plays where he's not even he doesn't even know who he's supposed to be guarding. He's just completely out of the the area of where he should be. And I understand why he's not starting. So if he can tighten that up a little bit, I think that gives him, gives him a shot because I, I think Gary Harris is way underestimated. I mean, I wish Will Barton was there, but obviously he's not. Millsap is still a contributor. So I think they have more than enough pieces to, to make this competitive and come back after a fresh, fresh night off. Now Rex, man, we, we need a veteran yeah. to come in here and just, just school us, man. What what's going on with this series, man? You know, Jarvis and I have these conversations, and, and these conversations usually revolve around our ages. You know what I mean? Because 
I see a veteran Laker team that are going to push around this young upstart because they're young and trying to get to the promised land. <laughs> I don't see how they're going to make it there. If last night was telling, LeBron James was not in for much of the fourth quarter because they're saying there's an ankle injury. Uh, if you can't, they're able to claw back, right? They claw back from 20, 15 points down in the last series. Uh, they weren't able to do it last night. And that defense, which the Lakers were able to hold down McCollum and Lillard and uh, splashing a little bit of uh, Carmelo in there, who's just shooting now. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get past them. They're not, they're not going to be able to flash bodies at Murray to slow him down for the next over the next three or four games. If he's tired now, by the next three games, it's over. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't see how you can't. No team can go three one, three one. All right, boom, we got it now. It's not you're gonna run out of gas at some point. And if the okay. Lakers, if you remember, the Lakers were off for a week, waiting for them. You're watching a fresh Dwight Howard who didn't play last series. Hmm. Jokic got his hands full, and then after Dwight is tired, they're gonna put McGee on him to slow him down a little bit more. The, the, if Listen, they were able to slow Lillard down. Murray is going to—he's going to get his, but he's going to be exhausted by the time that series is over. So, Same thing for Jokic. They're—they're—they're going to be—they're going to be tired, man. They can't—they can't keep up with a veteran savvy team. I know uh, Jarvis is saying Dwight and not Dwight, uh, Davis and LeBron are carrying most of the load, but like I said, he was out of that game last night early, and they still couldn't come back. They—the only reason why they brought that—they they closed that game until within 12 points was because uh, LeBron was out and Davis, they took him out early too. Other than that, they weren't, and they weren't really playing any defense in the, in the fourth quarter because they knew they had the game in hand. But it, it's they, the Lakers beat them at their own game last night and added in a little bit of physicality, which they weren't ready for, on top of them being tired. Mm, mm. That all- you know I mean, it, it's, it's it, huh? No, all, all fair points, man. All fair points. Basically, it's... It's the veteran leadership and then a perfect storm of a team that they just they're, they're going to run out of uh, they're going to run out of steam. You know, it's like I, I don't see how they can, three, one, three, one, how they three, one. It. Yeah. It, yeah. It catches up eventually. I mean, it's go, and it's going to in this one. You know, I would be shocked if they beat the Lakers. I, I'd be I, as a, maybe even more shocked. Then how they beat the Clippers, I'd be shocked if they beat the Lakers if they're down already and they gotta, you know, fight their way to stay in, in the series. So hmm. we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't see I don't think they can do it. I think they're gonna run out of gas. All right, well listen, listen. Because we all gonna take it we're all gonna take a trip to Vegas if I get this one right. But one thing you are forgetting. <laughs> one thing you're forgetting. What am I forgetting? Talk, we are talking like you brought up age and they are mm-hmm. vets. LeBron is thirty five mm-hmm. years old. A D mm-hmm. his body is worn down for the time he's been in the league. You're talking about a team whose average age is under 25. Them boys, you, I think we all forget what 25 feels like. 24. Mm. You don't get you don't get tired. You don't feel sore. You can run all day. And eventually, I, I think I think fatigue is gonna come into play for LeBron playing 35 to 40 minutes a game. Last night he did get a break, but they were already up by damn near 30. Mm. But I don't think I think this is going to be a tougher series than we're expecting, and I think it's going to it's going to fatigue them a little bit, and I think that's going to be a difference because the question is, can AD? I don't question LeBron. I have my tips for LeBron, but I don't question his production consistency. 
But I think the question is going to be, can AD produce consistently throughout this series? All good points. And we're, we're going to circle back into that one. But in the <laughs> essence, in the essence of just really breaking down what's going on between the games, uh, we're going to get into LeBron's comments and the MVP uh, uh, in, a, in a second. But I, I wanted to break down kind of like the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, we got the West down pack uh, with the Eastern Conference itself. We got Miami and Boston. I mean, to me, this is a this is a phenomenal matchup because it's like just two gritty uh, or just hardworking teams. Uh, one could say Miami is a little more gritty and competitive um, as far as like that that muscle kind of team. And then Boston, they have the work ethic. They have some of that muscle as well, but they have more youth on their side and they have more skill on their side and finesse. And now we're seeing those two worlds collide. And I guess... To start this point, maybe we could go uh, to Rex take on it, and then we also want to hear Jarvis because he was kind of like the trailblazer in this kind of thought of the Heat, and then Jose could kind of wrap it up for us. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take a swing. I think uh, you're absolutely right. Listen, the Heat, they're, they're gritty. They've, they've always been gritty, but once they added Butler, mm. they added some attitude, you know, and, and confidence now, so... Anybody that has to go through them, well, any Milwaukee found out. So anyone that has to go through them, you, you're you're getting you're getting your tail kicked in because they're not they're relentless. They're not going to go away. Mm. The problem for Boston is because of what you just said. They're too young, and now they, now when adversity hits, they got to try and play together and stick together, and they're not handling it well right now. Mm. You know, they're yelling at each other in the locker room. They're realizing that that Boston that Miami team is a little bit tougher than they are, and they're not gun shy. You know, mm. with with a great coach too. Let's just be honest here. Mm. That guy was able to manage the, the personalities of LeBron and Dwayne Wade. So he he did what he needed to do. The coach knows what he's doing. Mm. They're coming right at Boston, and Boston know, they don't know how to handle it yet. They're not trying to handle it. And that fella in the middle, that's not afraid of getting his hands broken. He's taking their spirits away, man. T- twice mm. on Tatum, that turned that game twice. Come on, it's it's they're not. Boston haven't had that challenge yet, and they're getting it now. And they don't—they're not—they're not because of their youth. They're not sure how to handle it. I think they're going to bounce back the next game, but you know they got—they got to get it together real quick because they, they haven't seen anything like that Miami team before. So Miami, that—that—that's who's—that's your pick. Yeah, I agree with Jar. Miami's there's some rough riders on Miami. They're mm. gonna—they're gonna—they're gonna give you all they have, you know. And then when you focus in on Butler. They throw it out to one of the other boys outside, and you 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 got problems, and you, you know. Mm. But Butler, Butler's the attitude there, where, where they didn't have it before, they have it now. You know, and and in reverse, Boston has Smart, who's their attitude and motor. You know, mm. but it's it's they're not they didn't expect they got punched in the mouth. Now it's time for them to respond. Twice mm. now it's time for them to respond. You know, that's how I feel about that one. You made a lot of points that I do agree with. Um. But there's just a lot of things you left out, so I'm gonna jump right in there. Okay. One, one, Jimmy Butler was a good point. He's he brought the leadership, but the difference between him and Marcus Smart is Jimmy Butler also has the skill to back yes. it up. Marcus Smart just yes. has the attitude and the defense, but offensively that that means nothing. Um, of course, of course. As far as the coaching, 
you brought up a great point. You just brought up the wrong coach. Okay. We all we all know who's behind this power this power team, and that's Pat Riley. And that's ain't that's on the floor, my man. Ain't on the floor. Hey, but that experience, that, that coaching okay. experience. He, he he gotta be on the floor though. I mean, Phil Jackson Thank you. What, what was yeah. was accused of that too when he joined the Knicks. And you know, quite frankly, the president ain't the coach, right? I mean, no disrespect, right. yeah, Jarvis. Pat Riley brings a, a, a attitude that has been adopted on every team he's been on. And when you brought up mm. toughness, think about it. Think about think about the Knicks. Think about True. that old Miami Heat team with Alonzo and Dan Marley and them guys. And you're seeing that same attitude with this team right now. Mm. And like you said, out of bio in the middle, I look at him as like a, a bigger, meaner um, Alonzo. Of, not, well, I look at him like an Ibaka, like a Serge Ibaka, yeah. just a bigger, stronger, meaner one. Um, <laughs> and and Tyler Harrell, I don't think people are really looking at that kid. Tyler Harrell is going to be – not a shooter. He reminds me almost of like a Devin Booker. That guy's a killer. Right now, <laughs> yeah. he's playing, right now he's playing his role. But if you really watch him play, he has a cockiness and a confidence there that if, if he needs to get loose, he's capable. And that Robinson kid is also good. So they, they have a lot of weapons. Um, I, I don't know. I like, I like both teams, so I don't have anything bad to say about Boston. I just think Boston needs more no, more help in the interior, which they don't have. I think can't, I always like Tanner, but his defense has always been his weakness. But he mm-hmm. can give you buckets. And I think Kimba Walker has to, to step it up this, this series. Without Kimba, Kimba's going to have to give them 20 a game this series mm-hmm. to, keep it, to keep it competitive. Because Goran Dragic is, is outplaying him at this moment. Mm. It's true. That's true. I, again, Kemba hasn't been here before. He's adjusting to what's happening too. You know, it's 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 easy to go through the first couple rounds when you when it starts getting to crunch time when it when things are really on the line. Then it's like, uh oh, you start guys start to pucker up. It's either you're gonna run into the fire, or you're gonna back away from it. So I, that's what's happening to Boston right now. It's they're they're in the furnace right now. They got to figure their way out of it. Rex, I don't know if you know this about me, but I like to I like to you know place an you know an occasional wager on the games and stuff. I had the Celtics, I had the Celtics to win the title, and I thought I it was a little bit of an out there pick, but I thought they could at least get there, you know. And I'm a little, I, I'm going to take this from the Boston point of view. I'm I'm really disappointed in this team. They had they should have won at least one of these games. I can't believe they lost them both double digit leads in the second half that they've blown. They. They're not very deep. Maybe Hayward comes back tonight. That's part of the problem. Um, they, you know, and they're they just have these incredible lapses in judgment. And I don't. I mean, it's just so crazy from a you know Brad Stevens coach team. I understand the youth, frustration. It's the youth. Yeah, I, it's the youth. I understand. I get it. But oh my, you know, it's I. I don't really see. I don't see them coming back. I mean, they bet. I'm expecting a huge effort tonight. If not, then I mean, they're just gonna get absolutely swept they you know i mean tatum better play 45 minutes tonight like enough's enough i mean i don't want to see wanamaker and ojale in this game because he can't do it they they don't have the guys they don't they don't have the depth they're gonna have to they're really gonna have to go about six deep miami i mean that's i mean what can't you you know what can't you love about that team rockets that guy's an assassin hero it's just you don't know who's gonna give it to you on a given night you know, I mean, exactly. when you look at that box score, nobody's got more than 17 points, but then, like, four and have 17. It's it's so much fun, that team. 
Zero. None of these guys are, 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 are scared of the moment. Robinson. The only guy that's really struggled is none, so he's not really playing much. And right. looking forward, if they get the Lakers, like they don't even – they have so many guys to throw at LeBron. Like, you don't even think about it. They got Iguodala sitting there on the bench. Like, he's got, he's got so much experience going up against LeBron. If it gets there, I think this team has every opportunity to win it. Just – just stay healthy and keep going. I think this is over in like five games. I don't really, I don't think Boston's ready for it. I think it's done. Wow. I wow, agree. Jose. That, that's, that's, that's a great point because he's right. They're also really deep. Don't forget about Crowder. Crowder. Yeah, I, know Crowder. I, know, I know he's there. Crowder, Crowder is a, a former teammate of LeBron's. He knows how he plays. He knows his tendencies. You got he also played against him too. Yeah, he's played against him when he was with Boston. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Miami. I love about Butler too. He's just he ain't afraid of nothing, man. He that's what he, I'm talking about, right? He's <laughs> like he's like do the hell with LeBron. Let's go kick his ass. Dude. Like nobody <laughs> thinks that way. He's like no, let's go. And exactly oh, that guy. That's oh, I like him. He isn't he's not for everybody. Like obviously he forced his way out of Minnesota because he couldn't get along with Towns and Wiggins because they were like this yeah. younger, soft generation. But yeah. when you surround him with his dudes, oh, you know, hey. I'm all in on them now. Go, go win the whole thing. And, and <laughs> wow. another, like, another thing, real quick. Let's all remember: you got you got Crowder, you got Iguodala, you got Jimmy Butler. All three of them have guarded LeBron multiple times throughout the playoffs in the past few years. Remember, Jimmy Butler used to give him problems with Chicago. Yeah. So there, there's no fear there. So I, I like you said, it's, they could throw all three of them at him, and then I, I think out of bio. Definitely can hold his own defensively against AD. I, if, if the Lakers make it to the championship, uh, the, the question will come into death. And where is that? Where is that scoring going to come from if these two have to average thirty-five a game each against that team if they make it? Mm. Wow, this if, is if uh, LA makes it. You said if LA Miami if LA it, make where where is that offense going to come from when LeBron and AD are fighting? You got to think, Adebayo is not no pushover, and I've seen, I've seen Harold give give Anthony Davis frustrating. He's physical. Adebayo is more physical and better, better skilled. And then you got to Adebayo better, better skilled than who? Better skilled than um than Montrez Harold. Anthony Montrez Davis is gonna Anthony yeah. Davis is gonna pull Adebayo out of that middle, and give 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 the Lakers more space. That's what's gonna happen. That's what Boston wasn't able to do right now because correct. Everybody keeps going, trying to go in on him, and he's protecting the rim. Anthony Davis is going to pull him away. If you noticed last night what he was doing, a lot of perimeter shots. He wasn't going in as much. There was a couple of layups and 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 alley-oops, but for the most of the time, he over Jokic, he's, he's, he's shooting shots. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jokic can't Jokic's jump, not of a defender, honest, Jokic's not I, a defender. I know he's not. He's not, but he's still a tall dude that's in your way with his hands up. You know what I mean? And he's shooting over him. So I think... Adebayo, he's a good defender, but he's going to have to be able to play away from that rim. Let's see what happens then. Mm. Well, Adebayo has a mid-range. That's why I said he reminds me of Baca a little bit. He has a little mid-range. All good points. All good points. We got to move on from it, unfortunately. Uh, but man, we, we could really stick to that, that series. Um, I, I did want to give the listeners some, some time to, to hear our points on LeBron James comments. You know, oh, I'm I'm waiting for this one. I'm okay. waiting for this. You know the the MVP voting. Um, let me just lay down the tracks really quick. With LeBron James' career, the All NBA accolade is something that 
I think has a lot of prestige because it's it's really just given to one of one per position and you either make the first team second team or third team and to me that's a true definition of your skill set if you're able to consistently make all nba so lebron out of the 17 all nbas he's been 12 times first team all nba not only that lebron james while also doing that has gone to nine NBA finals. And within all that, he's won four MVPs, which would mean that somewhere along the line, while he's winning all NBA first team, while he's treading to the finals almost every year consecutively, there's still this thought that he is not the best player given even those circumstances. So I just wanted to lay the tracks down and really pick your guys' heads because I got to say, I think I'm siding with LeBron on this one. Mm. Go ahead, Jarvis. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, well, first first and foremost, I'm going to apologize to Adonis now because I'm about to lose LeBron on your interview for you. <laughs> one, one. I don't agree with LeBron. I, I, I will say this: Could he be MVP every year? Yes. Um, the All NBA. The one thing I did agree with him is the All NBA teams. How could you be on the second second team and win? And, and to that degree, I agree with him there. But as far as the consistency of the NBA, I'm not saying that the MVP voting is right. I think they've gotten it wrong for many of years. But it's been consistently wrong. So if if that makes sense, if you look at, I think we can all agree throughout Jordan's career, other than the, the early eighties, you could argue Michael Jordan should have been MVP almost every year of his career. Sure. Yes. Yes or no. And I, I will say yes, the same fair. about, I will say the That's same fair. about LeBron. I will say the same fair. about LeBron. But if you look at certain years, like the 93 season, the 93 season, the Bulls finished second place. Um, the Suns finished first place record-wise. Michael Jordan averaged 30, 33, 33 points a game, led the league in scoring as usual. But Charles Barkley got it. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been inconsistent when it's that close. It normally goes to the team with the better record, to the person on the team with the better record, which was the case here with Giannis and LeBron. But on top of this one, Giannis's stats were off the charts. He averaged 30, 32 or 33 a game. Almost 15 rebounds, almost seven assists. What what can you argue? Plus three blocks and a couple of steals. Jarvis. Jarvis. What what are you arguing? Jarvis. His what are comments you were his comments were I there's 116 votes. 106 votes, I think it is. Right? Mm-hmm. He only he only got sixteen. Who cares? Yeah. You you, you win know, by one, you, you you win by one, uh, you win by a hundred. A win is a win. Listen, for what that man has done for LA, who has not gone to the playoffs in how long? Sixteen is the best they can come up with. All right, well let me ask you this: What, no, MVP, hold on, hold what, on. what MVP has been the second best on his team? Because stat wise, stat wise, AD is the better player on the team. 
I'm not gonna let you do this to yourself. So let He's let's crazy. let He's crazy. let's fall back on that just for one second. <laughs> uh, I listen. This times LeBron's gotten screwed out of the MVP. The you know the writers yeah. they, they sometimes they just start this this fake narrative because they just get sick of giving it to you. So they're like, shit, Derrick Rose is gonna get one this year, and That's you true. know and, you know they you know they. I think Curry got an additional one he didn't deserve. But, I agree with that. Um, look, you know, that too. But he, last night was the wrong was the wrong guy to go against. This is a regular season award. I know everybody's down on Giannis because they just got stomped. But this yeah. is a regular season award. They were the best team in the best team in the league. He's the, they, you know they were the number one overall seed. He's got better stats. It's Giannis's award, and there's no there's no discussion on who the best team in Milwaukee is, who the best player in Milwaukee is. There is a discussion on who the best player on the Lakers is. Giannis is the MVP. I don't really think there's much of a discussion here. Same thing happened to Jordan. They just get sick of giving it to you. Barkley gets one. Carl Malone gets one. There's, the history of the game, there's only three guys with more MVPs than what LeBron's got. I mean, think of all the great players. Some of them have one. Kobe's got one. You know, um, Larry Bird's got three. LeBron's got four. The only guys with more than LeBron is Jordan. Uh, uh, Jordan and the two centers, uh, uh, Kareem, Kareem and Bill Russell, and maybe yeah. Will too. Like that's it. Like you know, Giannis is going to figure this out too now because now they're going to get sick of giving it to him, and next year they'll, they'll force somebody else. You know, they'll, they'll give it to. So I apologize to LeBron, but it, you know, it was it was justified. They gave it to the right guy. Mm. No, I don't think I don't think he was arguing to get it because he did say that you know, uh, Atenacompo's stats are off the chain. He was mm. just saying. His argument was 16 votes out of 106. You know what I'm saying? He's he's more taking that as insulting mm. than winning it. You know what I mean? The number of votes, not win. I don't think if if, if he had like a, I don't know, give him a 25 votes and Giannis still wins it, or 30 votes and Giannis still wins, he probably wouldn't have the argument. 16 writers thought, yeah, he might get a shot. He's good enough this year. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I, I, I do get that. I I don't really understand where the margin comes into play. I don't really remember the voting in any other time, uh, right. you know, except when they gave Curry the unanimous one, which was another joke. But yeah. I, I, yeah, which he shouldn't. Yeah. But and I, I understand. I, so I get his frustration, but I I, 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 I mean, you got to remember, for for most competitors, are going to feel that way. We're not talking like the average guy. We're talking about a guy that's been competitive all his life, where he's like, I mean, he would have the same argument if you only gave him two votes. It probably be even worse, yeah. you know. So it's 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 maybe a little ego bruising for him, but I'm sure he was not that he's looking at it. But he said he said he doesn't, but he is. If he has a little bit more votes, he feel a little bit better about himself. I'll say this. I agree with that. I'll say this: the only MVP he should be concerned with is the Finals MVP. But you I know, know so I, I hope he that should be the one he's thinking about. But you know, I, I get well, you. Well, now the game of their motivation, that's for sure. <laughs> That's true. I don't think he needs, I don't think that should be his motivation. One, um, mm-hmm. he brought up the narrative story where he's blaming, you know, maybe they're looking at the narrative, not the game. Sure. I think, I think he's a hypocrite because he, that man has controlled his narrative his whole career. And he cared very much mm-hmm. about narrative throughout his career. That's why he does certain things he does. True. Um, but I have to say, even, even on the, the piss statement and all that stuff, it sounds, it sounds a little familiar. And I'm not saying it is what it is, but I could have swore no. just just a couple of months ago I heard a man 
on a certain documentary, a 10-part series, talk about MVPs and how he wasn't a man. And all of a sudden, now LeBron's saying the same thing because people respected that Mike cared that much. But Mike never complained about it in the press. He went out and played. So that's why I can't – I don't really agree with LeBron even saying anything about it. If, you, if that's how you feel, go out there, average – Whatever you want to average, destroy it, win the championship, and let 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 him have that trophy. Like Mike said, but why even bring it up? It's been the same thing every year. And he brought like, it up because he was asked. He was asked the question, so he couldn't. It wasn't like so, he could avoid it. So now, Somebody asked him the question. Now, now that you guys have just pretty much destroyed my chances of getting LeBron on the show, <laughs> uh, you know, Jar- Jarvis has to commit more hours to the show now. Uh, you know that, that <laughs> right? Only natural, but. But I guess, I guess the question I have is, if like you got to evolve with the times. I think you know Jordan lived in an era where, you know, there was just more humility. You know what I mean? In in LeBron's world, it's it's actually part of the culture to express what your raw emotion is, or at least try to to do that, even if. Even if you know some of it is tongue-in-cheek, even if you know that some of it could potentially be staged, I think that LeBron's trying to give you what people really want, which is a reality TV version of what their lives are. So I think him showing his raw emotion of what he thought about it, or at least pretending to show us, hey, listen, I'm really pissed off about this award, um, I think... That was a good thing for him because he's in the situation where he's damned if he does if, and he, he's damned if he doesn't. Right? It's true. Okay. okay, and let me ask you this. If if it went the other way, mind you, we, we are, your brother already said it, Giannis had better stats, they had a better record. If it went the other way, mm-hmm. will LeBron be complaining that the right man didn't get the MVP? Mm. Yeah. Never. Of course not. He wasn't saying oh, nothing. We won't be hearing about this. We won't no, no, be hearing no, no, about no. the count. If it was the opposite way right now, we'll have you ever heard the winner? Have you ever heard the winner complain? Yeah. No. no. But, that, but I'm saying, if, if he's saying that this is a, a consistent problem that's been for years, it wasn't a he, problem not, when when he wanted when he wanted. Jay, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. But he did. Yes, he did. He brought up that it's that has been has been faulty for a while. He's, he says some years it's statistical, other years it's to play on the best team. Yeah. That's the way it works. Yeah. Okay, so what is what is he arguing? Giannis he's is arguing about and, the, and he made the best a, I mean, He made a specific comment about the look, number of votes he got. Yeah. That's what he's pissed about. He's not pissed about not winning the MVP. He said himself that Giannis had a great year statistically. Yeah, but he's you arguing got, you about got, the number... You can't control people what people think, though. That that's no, but it does prove exactly. that people were split on who they thought exactly. was the best player because right. LeBron was the best player of the Western Conference team, and everyone knows that right. the Western Conference is right. just a harder conference. You literally I have Denver in the Western Conference Finals, and yeah. you know that just doesn't happen in the East. We do have the anomaly with with the Heat right now, but it's probably also because if the Heat just had a couple years with this nucleus, they'd probably be a consistent, you know, three seed, you know, in that kind of like arena. But 
to LeBron's defense, I mean, he's he's always having to defend his legacy. Always. No and matter what. It, right. And that's the part that it's like in his 17th year, he's led the league in assists. He is a point power forward pretty much. He still moves almost the same way as he did in his younger years. And he's probably going to get them to the promised land. And, you know, I know, listen, I've said it myself that he may not be the best player on the team. So, you know, I, I don't disagree with you guys in saying that Anthony Davis is a dynamic kind of player and he's on that team. But LeBron is the engine that moves it because Anthony Davis, after LeBron's interview last night, he said it. He said, without LeBron on this team, we are not where we are today. And of course, he's his teammate, so he's going to say that. But it is the truth because if anything we've learned, without a floor general, you cannot compete in this league. You can't. You need someone with authority and someone who knows where you need to be and your positioning, regardless of your talent. Because if anything, Giannis has proven that talent alone can't win it if you don't got the head for it. Yeah. That's true. No, I agree. That's true. So I, I agree I just, with that. Go ahead. You know, he's I mean, it's just it's but I I understand I don't I mean he's just not happy with the number of votes, but you know, he you know, it, the award went to the right guy. He's right that, you know, like like for instance when when Russell Westbrook gets it, that was just everybody getting enamored with the triple double thing. That team won like forty seven games. You know, now yeah. people, you know, anybody could have like LeBron said. It, he's like, I, I could have averaged a triple double. Like you really just, you guys really needed that. Now it's nothing with all the extra possessions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes they do, they do shift it, but I didn't see that here because you know Giannis has the better stats on the team with a better record, and these votes are put in. These votes, I mean, I'm assuming these votes were put in when a season. You know, yeah, like about, yeah, about a month ago or something. It's a regular season award. On, yeah, it was based on it was based on where everything stood prior to the, the, the break. Yeah. yeah, it had nothing yeah. to do with what's happened since they've been back. So that also has to come into play too. Mm. I had two points I wanted to finish before we close out the show. And I just had such an amazing time. I mean, we're literally going on an hour. We're still going. We could talk for two hours. I mean, this is just amazing. <laughs> Um, but I had two points that I wanted to get into before we wrap and just to tail off the whole LeBron and the goat and everything else. And then I'm going to get into a little bit of, of doc rivers. Uh, but with, with, with the, with the tail of the goat, this was a theory I've been working on and, and I, and it's a working theory. So don't kill me guys, but I want to know what your thoughts are. Um, I thought it this way, if I have a good team, in a good organization, a good nucleus, but that team's just not good enough to win the title. The number one guy that I want to pick for that team is Michael Jordan because he is the ultimate closer. That that guy is going to, you know, drive that team to, to the mountaintop and he's going to keep them there. They're not going to lose, right? Now, if I have a mediocre team, with an organization that's okay, that the structure is just not all the way there, but you know, they got some finances. They, they, you know, they could probably get that, that one player that's going to really help them, uh, to really achieve, uh, you know, greatness. 
the one player I'm picking is LeBron James because he has shown that you just throw me four or five guys and I'm going to bring them to wherever we need to go. And even if you start mixing in superstars, I'll even bring your superstars who haven't had a taste of this and I'll show them where we need to go. But to me, that's kind of how I saw the, the battle of the two goats. I don't know if you guys see it the same way or if this theory is just completely shit. But go ahead, guys. <laughs> I'll jump in on that first. I think if he were to win this one coming up, it changes the conversation a little bit because he's taking three different teams there with a bunch. Well, Miami, maybe he has some support, some decent supporting cast. Now he has Anthony Davis. Cleveland, he had Kyrie. Mm-hmm. No one else has done that, man. You, you can't, you got to give it to him for being able to, you know, running with your theory to, to be able to take four guys with him and bring him up to speed and be able to take him to the promised land. That's, that's incredible, man. You can't, you don't have too many guys that can do that by themselves. You know, there's some guys now that need two other players to get to where they want to go. Hmm. You know, they can't just they can't just bring guys up or raise them up to championship caliber. You know what I mean? And somehow he's been able to do it. He somehow he's been able to do it three times over. Oh come on! You know. Come on. Oh, okay, Jarvis. Go ahead, Jarvis. Go ahead. Go ahead. First, first Go ahead. Of all, we're, we're talking about you bringing up superstars. We're not talking about your average superstar. I'm talking about Hall of Fame Dwayne Wade, who already willed his way to a championship and brought Shaq to that one and got one without okay. LeBron. Mm. You're talking about okay. AD, AD, who's currently a easily top three player in the league prior to going to the Lakers. Mm. Kyrie is not is not a bum. Kyrie's one of the best guards. We've seen since Allen Iverson, Marbury, mm. and Isaiah Thomas. Mm. So it's not like he's bringing some of the average Joe to to the to the championship. Come on. So 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 besides Kyrie on that Cleveland team, the other guys, what, what do they do? What is Kevin Love? Why do people put Kevin Love, Love out? Like he. I'm Kevin not putting Love, Kevin Love out. Be- because Kevin Love, Kevin Love can't bring that Cleveland team to the playoffs no, without exactly. LeBron. He can't. Exactly. That's what I'm he can't. And I agree. Adonis, Adonis, as, far, as far as Adonis' thing, I, I agree with it. The only thing I don't agree with is you're saying, yes, LeBron will put you in the championship window every year. You could, every team he's been on, they automatically are put into the possible finals appearance yeah. conversation. But when it comes to actually finishing, I'm sticking with Mike still. Mm. I don't need you to just bring me to the, the championship just to see it. Yeah. And that's what LeBron has done all these years. That's wonderful. You can go nine times, but to only have three championships out of nine times, I don't like those. I mean, I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we are betting men here. I, if those are my odds going to Vegas, I'm, I'm not taking those. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving I, the man. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. No, nah, all right. Well, uh, it's. I, I really do hate that three and six that LeBron has because, you know, you don't even – at the end of the day, he you don't get credit for bringing, you know, Stephen Paz a hot garbage to the finals like he did in 07 and like he did in yeah. 2018 because Kyrie's yeah. not on that 18 team that they go and they get swept. I was like, you shouldn't yeah. just let Boston go because you go and you get – you don't even get credit for it. Uh, yeah. I, I agree I agree with my brother's theory. I, I, I get that. I get that part, but – you know, LeBron has definitely gotten the most out of certain groups 
but he probably still should have done a little more a little more winning like you know like I've mentioned before 2011 really kills him because that's a series that's a series they never should have lost that would have you know, yeah. yeah the Maverick series that would have just you know that would have given him another you know another ring and and then you know and he would have been all, he'd get a lot closer to, to Mike because he ain't getting there he's just not he's not getting a six I hope he gets the four but he's not getting a six the um the whole thing with the Clipper meltdown, um, it had me thinking. Doc Rivers, he won with the Celtics and that nucleus, but I always felt that there was just more to be desired out of that team. It's like, how do you have Kevin Garnett, who is compared to be either one or two to Tim Duncan, okay? that That's just where Garnett is. And then you have Ray Allen, you have Ray John Rondo, you have Paul Pierce. I mean, you have a super team, and he literally wins one championship. So basically, my thought is that, you know, Doc Rivers had like this Celtics team that was pretty stacked, right? With all these superstars, they won one championship. And then I went in and I was just like, all right, let me do some research about Doc. And let me see what he's been doing before that. And in 2003, you know, he, he's he's part of another series that they're da- that they're up 3-1 and they lose. And then most recently, um, you know, we look at what happened with the Clippers. And they're down 3, they're up rather, 3-1 and they lose. And then remember, in 2015, that series against Houston, they were up again. 3-1 and they lose. So I guess the question is to that I'm asking, is Doc a good coach? With Doc, I mean, he's definitely had some disappointments. Uh, I think, I mean, he's now the only coach to blow three 3-1 leads. I believe he was the only coach to blow two 3-1 leads before that. The Orlando one I can excuse. I mean, they were playing Detroit, and Detroit was a much better team. Mm. But Grady got hot for a couple of days. I can live with that one. 2015 is backbreaking. That team should have went to the conference finals. And they were going to play a Golden State team that we didn't know was a dynasty yet. That was up for grabs. They easily could have ended up in the finals that year. And, I mean, imagine what we would think about Doc Rivers if he brought a title to, to the Clippers. Um, you know, he, he gets – that 08 Celtics team, they actually really get on my nerves because, you know what, they, they, they take more bows for a team that won one title. Paul Pierce and Garnett, they're like as delusional as they come. I mean, you won one. God bless you know, that team didn't have a lot of time together because when they finally got together, they were all, um, you know, on the wrong side of 30 at that point. So, you know, I mean, they almost won in 2010. That was as close as you can get and not win it. But, I mean, Doc has, I mean, he's he's going to have to own this. I mean, he's now he's now the author of some really bad collapses, at least the, the two on the Clippers. I can forgive the Orlando one. But, you know, this is not, it's not looking, you know, it's not it's not a good look. I'm going to jump in and say, I, I, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say I agree with you, man. I, he, he's the author of some bad, bad, inexcusable, and you can't explain them either, losses where it's like, he said the team didn't play with spirit. That's it. You know, but it, it's, it, I don't know where, how, where he goes from here. Unless they bounce back next year, he better watch out because he won't be there long, man. There's too much expectations, and they gave up too much for what they have. To not be able to get there, at least get to the finals, conference finals, you know. So it's 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 a bad look for Doc, man. He's got a bad bad track record, and 
he's a great coach. It's just in those big games, man, or big series, something something happens. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's your. One of you brought up the the Boston the championship, and I, I thought that was actually pretty big because I've I've referenced that before. Um, I think with with Doc one the Boston championship, like you say, you named the players that were on that team. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of coaches that could have took that team and and messed it up anyway. <laughs> I think with Doc, the problem with Doc is that he's so lovable. Hmm. Like as a as a player, people remember him. As a coach, you hear him speak. You can tell he has a passion. He's a player's coach. Hmm. I think that gets lost sometimes to actual coaching. There's a difference between guys wanting to play for you and loving what you bring to the table and how they're treated and a guy like a Popovich who brings a, a strategy as a coach. And LeBron even said this on one of his shows once. He said there are a lot of coaches in the league that, that actually – can't coach like they're when it comes to the, the the x's and o's and all that stuff they don't have it and i think doc is one of those guys i think he's good at rallying his troops and he, he makes guys comfortable and he builds team camaraderie and that kind of thing but as far as actually coming up with a game plan and, and strategizing when he plays someone like a popovich hmm. or even even um Mike, the the guy Mike Malone, oh, or certain coaches, they're just better at the strategy of the game. Hmm. And I would say the same thing about Phil Jackson. To be honest, Tex Winter, luckily for Phil, was was the strategy yeah, exactly. guy for them. Yeah. Phil was just good at handling personalities, and I think what that's what Doc is. He doesn't have that other side to him, where hmm. Phil Jackson had the the thing. Because I've heard just they said this a few days ago prior to the Clippers elimination that right now Doc is the second best coach in the league. And I was like, I don't agree with that. Just because he, he's won a championship doesn't make him – he's nowhere near Popovich level. No way. Or Phil Jackson. So mm-hmm. I think no. because because of the love for Doc, he's a people person. I love Doc. I don't want to see him get fired, but in reality, do they need a different coach to bring them to the next level? Maybe. No, well, those are all really good points. And – uh, to Jose's point, that 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 is interesting. The Celtics one championship gets celebrated so much, it's just out of this world. So that is interesting. I actually, I actually didn't think it's about true. that. So listen, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We're really excited. The people are gonna really enjoy just consuming all this content. I hope we could do it again. Please, guys. I mean, can you save a date for Jose and I at some point in the future? Would that be a possibility? I told you. I told you. Make the call. I got you. Oh, man. Yeah, any, anytime, man. Anytime. I'll definitely make time for you guys. Oh, Thank man. you guys so much. It's a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. Course, and anytime. everybody, until next time, peace out.